Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, we do. Well, you were noticeably absent recently. <laughs> was I? Yeah. Aaron's party was actually quite fun. So in attendance, it was Eddie and Wendy, mm-hmm. Mia and her husband, G. And so what do you think about her? This was random. We started talking about birth, and Mia volunteers that she's had three C-sections. So I asked, well, then why did you have your, your clitoris redone? She said, we get it in a little bit too much. So just probably have some seats flapping in the wind. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I have some good news and bad news, you guys. Mommy lied and she's sorry, okay? The good news is that I, what you're about to hear is like two hours of me and Princess talking about the latest episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. The bad news is I promised you guys I was also going to be recapping Real Housewives of New York, but like, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um... Here's the thing. I watched the episode and I mean, I, I'm going to recap it just based on what stuck out from memory. And I hope that you guys are just going to have to be happy with it. You're, you're going to have to be happy with that. I'm sorry. Um, what's what happened on the latest ha- episode of Real Housewives in New York? You guys, um, Leah took a stand. Leah went fully L Woods on Luann. Luann was going to um, have all the girls join in on her for some Christmas song that she was doing for a charity. All the proceeds were going to go to charity, but Leah wanted to make sure that she was not going to be Candy Burris 2.0. Remember how in the Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Candy and Kim collaborated on Don't Be Tardy and then... The song blew up, ironically, as we all know. Um, but Can- Candy got stiffed out of the deal. And, you know, there was like an issue with payment and all of that. So she was like, listen, bitch, y'all aren't going to candy me, um, ma'am. So I just need to make sure that all the legalities are straight, that we have signed a release. I just need to make sure that like, how long is it that you're going to be giving the money to this charity? 
if after that you decide to have all the proceeds come to come to yourself to um Casa Della Seps and are you guys are you going to make sure that we're straight like let's say this ends up being the you know um even 1% of all I want for Christmas is you okay <laughs> let's say that happens are you going to give me a little cut out of this or am I going to get screwed out of the deal? Um, she did not have to say it every, uh, I think it was like six and a half minutes of the episode. I don't think that that was necessary. Was she right? Yes. Was it annoying? Also, yes. And I think that's really all that needs to be said. Um, Sonia and Ramona had a party. Um, Ramona ran from the black man stripper um, but had no problem eating a white dick cake. Uh, you know, Sonia said that she wasn't going to drink because she didn't trust those hoes anymore. And, uh, a bunch of young guys came over. Ramona tried to hook up with William again. That guy, I think he was on million dollar listing. Um, but either way, we all know William. He is, uh, the guy who Leah, you know, this was the point where Leah really got my heart. So it was so hard for us to be on a full circle moment. Now I knew the moment I saw Leah look that himbo in the face and tell him that he probably looks at himself in the mirror when he fucks that I love that. I love that. So to see us now come on the other end of she's like, you know, contracts, contracts, Elwoods, Elwoods. I just like it's sad. And she looked really hot at that party too. So it was just sad to see her be so annoying because she really looked so hot. Probably her best look of the season. Um, what else happened? Uh, there was a guy with wavy hair. What was his name like Wayne or, or Garth or, uh, oh, um, Luann broke up with Garth. Okay. Um, what else happened? You guys, Abersha, oh, excuse me, Ebony spoke to who, what may be her sister. What I'm assuming we find out is not going to be her biological sister, but they had a FaceTime and that was like a, a pretty poignant conversation talking about how absent their father was and, um, how her sister who she's calling her sister her, was really like had the father more in her life but he wasn't present in her life either ebony said that she only saw him from time to time but the last time she saw him was when he was supposed to help her move into college and he brought in the first load and then left and she never saw him again <laughs> like damn that dude sounds like a dick really <laughs> so when they're both having this conversation about how this was our father. He died. We should feel like we should be grieving his death, but we really didn't feel anything for this man. It sounds like they shouldn't. So there you go. Those are really all my thoughts about the Real Housewives of New York from this episode. Um, yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. So from here, here you go. Me and Princess talking about Real House of the Potomac. I hope you guys enjoy your week. I will be back next week with some version of the Housewives, whoever happens to be on. We'll talk about that. Friday's episode is going to be Married at First Sight. And love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Hello, guys. Ugh. Potomac is back and all is right with the world. Join with me to talk about episode three. Is You know her. love her. Princess host of the Buy Pumpkin podcast. Hi, Princess. Hi, Kara. Thank you for having me on. Um, this is the only time you can have me on because I will not watch any of those other shows that you talk about. 
This is like a monumental, it's it's a, a moment that I think will go down in history. We rarely talk housewives. Yeah. Yeah. And like for all the other stuff, like I get the information from you. That's how I know what's going on in those shows. So I just be regurgitating your opinions because that's how I know what's going on. I'm like married at first sight and whatnot. Problem with me. I don't really know. Like, I just assume that you don't watch these shows. So I guess I was correct. Um, For the most part, I'll watch one or two episodes um, of like, so you're talking your love after lockups, your um, 90 day fiance. Bravo universe. I know you don't fuck 90 day. I know that. Um, I do. So at this moment, I am not actively watching any housewives except Potomac because this is the only one that requires me to actively watch it. The rest of them are, nothing is happening. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe Beverly Hills stuff is happening. If you yeah. want to watch Erica pretend about things, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, there's nothing like, so you're right. For in terms of Bravo, um, that nothing's really catching my fancy right now. And I'd rather listen to, I know everything is happening, by the way, but <laughs> because I listen to other people talk about it, but I'm not going to waste my, DVR time on that shit. No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So tell me what you were going to say. You were. Um, oh. So today, I, today, like, I didn't watch Potomac last night, right? So I watched it today because I knew I was going to be talking to you. And I went back and watched the other two episodes because, you know, it's very different watching these episodes just to watch them. You know, when we're just sitting on the couch, fucking around on your phone, whatever. But mm-hmm. when you need to talk about them, you need to, like, look at it and look at what the people are doing. Because a lot of the the importance and the comedy and the de- is in the details of, like, seeing them. Yeah. And, like, Mia, if I had just been, like, doing whatever while Mia was on, was on the screen, I would not have noticed that she is going... She looks like she's made of plastic. She mm. she looks like she's going full on cat lady. Um, she that that blur that blur filter is doing wonders for her because on screen I'm like, oh wait, wait a <laughs> second. This it's it's definitely what did Cher say on um Clueless? It's a it's a Monet. Like <laughs> you can't vary. <laughs> you know I think she is pretty. I think she, you know what it is. She has all of the ingredients to be pretty. Like when we say, what's the one? She has high cheekbones. She has um, great eyebrows. She's, she's got a lot of hair. She's got all that stuff. But the problem is put together, it looks like somebody put it on like a mannequin or something. And mm. it's like, I'm glad that she admitted to having like plastic surgery because her face admitted to it too already when she got on the screen. So I'm glad she like was like, yeah, I do that because it's very obvious. She has a very plastic look. She is pretty, but Candace is pretty too, but Candace does not look like somebody put her together. Um, Robin's pretty. They're all pretty, but yeah. there's a certain type of pretty Mia has. Um, yeah. And then also, she doesn't know how old she is. Like, if I ask you how old you are, Kara, you don't need to pause for five seconds to figure it out. 
That's not how math works, babe. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I never understood the people who don't know how old they are. Um, yeah. It's always been very confusing to me. I appreciate Mia being forthcoming about her surgeries because yeah. there's truly nothing more annoying than a woman who's clearly had work done but then doesn't want to admit to it. Like, just... Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, maybe that's like rude of me to say, but I just don't get it. Like, if you're gonna do it, be open about it. Like, we can all see it. So, what's the problem? Yeah, you're not doing subtle tweaks. If you wanted subtlety, you would be doing subtle things, but you're not. So, right. I mean, you came in here with these big watermelons on your chest. Don't try to pretend like those you were born with them. It's just, you don't. It's not possible. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she has a very distinct of the time look. Yes. And you know what it is? I was talking to our mutual friend Liz about um or maybe I was talking to you, I don't know, but we were talking about um Kylie and how and Stasi, her best friend, Stasi Kukachu or whatever that lady's name is. And she and how how tragic is it to to get a lot of modifications to look good on the gram, but look insane in real life? Like, yeah, I feel like every now and again you send me that picture of them sharing a bicycle seat. <laughs> That's not me, but yeah, I'm <laughs> deeply upset. But you know that what I'm talking about, where their asses look so bolted on to the rest of their thin bodies, it's so sad. And. And I understand that they live their whole entire lives on the gram. Um, like that's th- those are two people that can absolutely do that. That the circles they run in. But Mia, I'm I'm still wanting to see more of her background because, and like what her everyday life is because, um, in real life, I bet she looks disconcerting, um, with all the things that I've been. Doing. I I would imagine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, um, you gotta do what you gotta do. She's. Uh, she's married to a much older man. Who, girl, so obviously you've been talking about Potomac, so I'm sorry if I'm like going back, but when they were talking about her needing her clit redone because she was a stripper, I was uh-huh. like, what do y'all think? Have y'all been to strip clubs? Do you think they rub their clits in your face? What do you think they do? Like, <laughs> Everybody in the cast seems very confused about what a clit is and what its purpose is and how much damage it can take on. And, you know, it just seems like all of you have clits. So one of you should have the answers. And yet none of them. I bet they couldn't point to their clits. (laughs) I bet you if I was like, oh, maybe Ashley. Maybe Ashley. Mm. Maybe. I bet you, I bet you, uh, Michael couldn't point to it, no. but fine. <laughs> but yeah, they, I was like, you guys are very confused about what clits do. And, and, and I, I, I believe me a story, you know, I've never given, I have five kids, but I've never given birth. So, but I do know that like, it changes your body incredibly in giving birth, like, like everything changes. So I would not be surprised if, um, Mia's clit did change I don't think it probably it probably didn't need surgery but I just when she said that the reason that she needed it is because she it got too big <laughs> during pregnancy and then they do it a lot and wear out her clit I was like what <laughs> yeah I mean she's not like 
helping the issue you know <laughs> there's just a, a lot of chaos and confusing confusion happening around her clit and you know yeah. it just just like isn't the way that i wanted to find out that you could say clit on television without being <laughs> censored you know yeah it's almost like candace and her brown dick husband like she just came on tv and was like my husband's got a brown dick and just continued to talk about that for a season and a half and i just was like okay so mia you're gonna start with the clit okay okay yeah right. just a, a real clit forward storyline <laughs> She walks into the room, clit first. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, let's and, Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about the episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Clit first. Clit first. <laughs> Walk into the room, clit first. Okay. Um how are you feeling? I guess maybe we should talk about the cast members. Like, how do you feel about everybody? Do you really enjoy Potomac. Potomac's my favorite housewife at the moment. I am yeah. I I am famously telling everyone that Atlanta and Potomac are the only real housewife franchises. They get the most ratings. The the reason they get the most ratings is because black people will watch them. Every yes. black person I know that watches Atlanta and Potomac, not every, I don't I don't we're not a monolith, but for the most part, they affect black pop, pop culture in a way that New Jersey and New York do not affect overall white pop culture. Um, yeah. Lots of black people do not know who Lisa Vanderpump is. They'll be like, that old lady with a dog? That's what they might say. And they're mm-hmm. very close. But so, and Atlanta gets the most ratings every year, even as they decline. They're still, they still get the best ratings because we, we will tune into it regardless of whether we want to be in the Bravo uh, universe or not. But Potomac is fresh in a way that Atlanta can't be because they're too heavy on OGs, not OOGs, but you know what I mean? They're too heavy on veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Potomac is fresh in a way that like really, again, it's the only one I am watching in real time as opposed to being like, oh, I'm laying on the couch. I'll watch an episode of this or whatever. It's the only one I'm like, let me go to my DVR and check and see, let me go watch Potomac. It's, um, it is, as of July 26, 2021, it is my favorite Bravo franchise. Yeah. To talk about the, you know, the influence on pop culture and black culture, did you see that tweet that everybody's been upset with <laughs> about, you know, it was like one of those, like, answer the question and quote tweet form, right? And the question was, like, who was the most influential in, like, pop culture memes gifs etc and a lady who has like a pretty popular twitter account said bethany oh <laughs> people went ape shit like on her like how dare you clearly it's nini clearly, clearly her impact is like way more far-reaching than bethany's in terms of the imprint on pop culture, like, girl, it's far and away. Far Absolutely. Nini is the, Nini was the first household name housewife. Like, yeah. you didn't know anybody, but you knew Nini. Yeah. White yeah. people in the streets blooping each other because of Nini. Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, half of what we say is comes from Nini. Ooh, child, the ghetto. That's Nini. Yeah. That's, 
close your legs to marry. That's Nene. What's Nene? You've been disseminating that clip of her going to Kenya's apartment hotel yes. for 17 years now. Like, what do you mean? Every line, every nine months, a different singular line from that one scene becomes the most memeable line of the moment. Like, what yes. are we about here? All these reaction gifts. Why I gotta be in it? Why I gotta be about me? That shit? Like, that's... But it's the getting thing about, Hello? Wh- what'd you say? It's getting weird. We're, yes. Just, you know? <laughs> yes, and the thing is, listen, Bethany's very famous. Bethany, if I were... If you were telling me about um, housewives who got beyond being housewives, I would definitely name Bethany before Nene, even though Nene got to be on some shows and stuff. But really? Bethany's very... Wealthy, yes, 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 but Bethany doesn't. You don't reach for a Bethany gift, do you? No, you don't. Never, maybe I mentioned it all. Maybe not. Maybe it's about Tom. Maybe, 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 but she would like if I was thinking about a a meme, I would just Bethany would not be even in my top 20 go tos. I go to Ramona first, I don't even like Ramona. (laughs) Ramona's nowhere near as famous as Bethany is, to be honest. So I, I just, I cannot believe. Um, yeah, it, it, it's wild. Why a wild thing to say, but I think she has been like, you know what? I get it, you guys. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, she needs to deactivate. She needs to. I don't even know who this is, but deactivate right now. Take What's time to you? and learn and listen. I'm listening and I'm learning, you know? <laughs> get out of here. And, and you know what? The thing about Nini is, even if you don't like Nini, right? The very least, you understand how much she drove that fucking show and drove pop culture. Yeah. And and I hate that she crashed and burned so hard. She had too many people around her telling her she was bigger than that show. Nene could be the queen of Bravo right now. Yeah. She she could have all the little after shows she wanted. The rewatch shows, you know those, you know, the, I don't, you know what I'm talking about. The ones where they rewatch the same fucking show, and mm-hmm. she, she could absolutely have that. She, I'm sure they would have continued to pay her a lot of money. Her, she was, she was breaking the bank on Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was, she was, she was the entire fucking budget, and yeah. she just felt like she was too much for the show. And you are never too much for the thing that we know you for. You're never too big for that. Totally. Completely. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, in my heart, even though I think she's a very mean person and I don't like her, I, in my heart, hope she reconciles with Bravo and somehow gets back on the show. I, and, and listen, I'm a Portia apologist, guys. I personally, <laughs> I really don't care what Portia does. I think she's cute and she's funny and she's easy to watch on TV. I think she absolutely will bring her mess to the screen and she just she's I, I'm a Portia apologist. Even when she's wrong, I'm like, what is Portia? She's talking remember when she was saying, I want to be in the commercial. I'm like, listen, let her be in the commercial. Let her be in the commercial. <laughs> but and so you guys know because I'm a Portia apologist, I am okay with Phaedra coming back to the show. I really am. Ooh. And I am. It's controversial. Okay? That's tough. I'm okay with her coming back to the show. And guess what? I don't think Candy would leave the show. I don't. No. 
Candy forgets her mom for getting credit cards in her name. Of course she's gonna maybe she'll she won't she won't film the first week, maybe. But Candy can't hold a fucking grudge. Candy ain't never hold a hell of a grudge. No, Candy's not leaving. Candy's no. not leaving. No. Bring Phaedra and her new fucking face back to the show. I thought that was Nicki Minaj when I saw that shit go across. I, and then you're going to retweet it with Hoomst. And I was like... <laughs> I was bewildered, princess. I, was bewildered. I had so many questions. Um, I want to be like, you're doing, you're doing funerals in that outfit? Is that what you're doing? Right. Are, you, are we going down to Willie Watkins in a blonde yeah. ponytail? Phaedra. Can you believe... That she's running around looking like that, looking, looking. Basically, she looks like Portia. Okay, <laughs> she's Pretty looking much. like that. And then she came on the show. She started off on the show trying to convince us you can have a baby in uh, four Six months. Six and a half months. <laughs> that that look, at thirty-four I, weeks. Well, everybody, she said, "Girl, girl." And then listen, I've never been pregnant, but I do know this: you got to go to the doctor regularly, and every fucking time you go to the doctor, they they tell you. They give you a due date, and it's not always super accurate because it's based on your last period and blah, blah, blah. But they know what date we're shooting for, okay? Yeah. The fact that she was in that fucking doctor's office being like, well, I don't know what the due date is. No one else does either. Hmm. Can you believe we met her trying to conceal the fact that she conceived that baby before the wedding? And now she's out here in her best fashion Nova, her best Nikki wig, just out in these streets with her tits out, her booty. <laughs> God help us. God but help us all. The reason I bring her up is because as much as I don't, I wouldn't mind if Phaedra came back and I'd like her to come back so people could confront her and people could see how messy she, I'd like her to get her. I want to see that. I want, I want Don Juan to jump across a table at Phaedra. That's what I want. <laughs> and we need her on the show for that to happen. But I think we're gonna see Phaedra before we'll ever see a Nini again on this fucking show. I really do. Oh yeah, completely. Nini burned too many bridges when she was like calling Andy a drug user and a and a I don't know what else she called it a racist. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like you can't come back from calling your boss racist, even yeah. if he is. Yeah, I think he's racist, and I think he absolutely tokenized. Especially, he was in love with Nini, but he was tokenizing her. Um, oh. He would just repeat things she would say, like she was a cute child. <laughs> I was like, okay, Andy, you don't know any black women, none at all. You've never no. met a black woman in your entire life, probably. <laughs> and so, so, but um, yeah, I don't think she comes back from that. And it's like I said, it's very sad because she would be the queen of Bravo right now. She'd be running that joint. She could. They would give her spinoffs for for Greg's cancer. His cancer's back. I know. I can't talk about it. It's sad. And so it's not that I think he's a great person. It's just that it's like Big Ange and Mob Wives died. I was just, or Frankie died. By the way, you're on probation, uh, Kara. You call, you text me. Princess. It's always something. I can never do anything right with you. I spent the, I was a very busy that day. I spent the <laughs> entire day not knowing Frankie was dead. And guys, for people who don't know, we're talking about Keisha Cole's mom. And you probably don't even fucking know who that is, but um <laughs> She's an R&B singer. She's known for being an around-the-way girl. Like, all her songs, like, she's singing them on the corner of the projects, and her hair is different. Like, some, she just... Some of my listeners know who Keisha Cole is, princess. Well, for those who don't, but she's definitely, like, we... Uh, those of us who were 
fans or who who watched her show because she had a couple of reality TV shows on BT were because she we we really felt like she was like a chick you could just know like uh, yeah and 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 so watching Frankie her mother was deep into drugs she'd been in drugs all her life she had like eight kids that she'd either given up for adoption or foster care or whatever Keisha Cole had been given up for adoption but she was still close to her mother and she was on and off drugs all her life and Frankie is one of those characters that you never think is gonna die like they could be using crack for 30 years and maybe they'll go to jail maybe they go to the hospital a couple of times but the day you hear their die you're like what I just yeah. thought we we're gonna do this forever and like Kara I cannot believe that you let me go all day without knowing that Frankie passed I cannot believe that <laughs> Every instinct I have to communicate with you apparently is wrong. So next time I feel like I should or shouldn't communicate with you, I'm just going to do the opposite. because No, just communicate with me. I okay. am always up for communication. Okay? But you got mad at me over Poppy, and I we, we're not getting into the Poppy incident, okay? No, we, we need it. to. We, you know, no, let's no, get no. into it. Let's get into We, we need not. to. And we're not going to say what he did, but let me tell you what happened. I then we're talking about pose guys. Little Poppy did some real cringy shit. And I don't watch the pose episodes. I still haven't seen the last episode because I'm trying to save it for a day that like I need it. And Carol was like, Have you seen the last episode? I said, No. But obviously, I'm not someone that you I, you you can spoil things for me. I'm not one of those people who's like, don't tell me what happened. And she goes, No, I'm not gonna tell you. I want you to tell me if something, if something seems off to you. Or something seems mm, a little cringy. And I was like, okay. So I started watching it. And I'm texting her stuff. She's like, mm-mm, not that. Not that. And then suddenly, clamp, the trap was on me. And I was, <laughs> my life was ruined. I fell to the ground. Little Poppy was doing some terrible things on the screen. I'll just tell you what it was. He was singing, I swear, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a serious manner at a church. And <laughs> And Kara, I cannot believe that you let me fall into that trap. You should have warned me. Awful. Communicated to me. Uh, you should have said, "Princess, skip post this week, girl," because it's bad. <laughs> I who I who who made that decision? Terrible. The worst thing was Janet Mock because Janet is dating that guy. His name is Angel in real life, who plays Little Poppy. And they're going through some relationship stuff. And we think it was Shannon Mock who was like, yeah, let's have him on TV singing I Swear all seriously in a church. <laughs> right after I cheat on him. Right Girl. after I cheat on him. Let's have him run down an aisle. At one point, I texted her. I was like, oh, no. He's going down the aisle. Where is he going? And then I then the next text was like, he's still singing. <laughs> Sitting there loving it. You're just like, you know what? I was about to say you're you're I was you're just like Jamie Spears. You the whole time I was crying, you loved it. He loved every minute of it. How dare you? Maybe she didn't put me uh, in conservatorship. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> um, I just yeah, R.I.P. to Frankie. I want to say one of the most iconic things she did was when the daughter that she named Nefeteria walked <laughs> in the room and she laughed at her and called her cafeteria. <laughs> How are you gonna make fun of the name that you gave your kid? <laughs> Listen, I, she was an unapologetic crack abuser and hood girl and old lady, but also would show up 
to rap on your song if you needed her to. <laughs> An icon. Yeah, she will be missed. And I don't even know how we started talking about. Oh, you know, we're talking about Nini and we're talking about. Yeah, that's you were asking me, is Potomac the best? Um, and it is. And in terms of like um, cast members, right? Because that's what we were talking about. Um, I don't really. I I feel like Potomac has the best cast in terms of being in terms of being an ensemble. Um, I think New York is a very close second, and that we need all the moving parts to to make this something. Yeah, I mean they have a great combination of people I find interesting, but also people who understand why they're on television. Like they understand the assignment, but they're also like compelling people. Like, I mean, you could make the argument that like Ramona understands the assignment and she understands she's on the show, but like to me, she's not a compelling person. Right. Like a v- Vicky, Tamara. I don't want to fuck with them, but, like, they're good for the show, I guess. But um, these women all are people I want to know more about, and I also know how to make a good show. Yes, yes. And and there's not, there really is no leader of Potomac. Do you think of someone who's the, who Potomac is centered around? I mean... Obviously, Karen would like for her to think it's her, and I think she makes a good argument for that, but I think she also has, like, a very formidable competitor in Giselle, but Giselle doesn't have, like, matriarch. That's true, but when I say, like, it, it does feel like they're competing for the center, and that makes that makes a compelling story. Like, like you know, when Bethany was in New York, it was Bethany's show. Yeah. It, it, and you know what it is? You're a big Drag Race fan like I am. I don't like a Drag Race season where I know who the winner's going to be on episode two. Mm-hmm. I want lots of different people to win challenges. I want to see some competition. If I know who the queen is on episode two, what the fuck am I watching these other eight episodes for? And That's so true. when I'm watching Potomac and I see <clears throat> Giselle and Karen coming to a head and coming and and I'm not sure who's going to win. And that's great. That means they're evenly matched. And that's why, you know, the Monique and Candace thing was so compelling because you can have a side, but then you can also see the other side. Like they're really, if everybody was to really think about it, they were on both sides of that. There were easy ways to be on both sides there. For me, I just felt like bad choices were made all around and Mm -hmm. that, the problem was nobody was going to own up to their bad choices. And yeah, because Candace is such an unlikable person in general. I mean, for me, I remember before the, the season started and I was like, I hear Monique drags the fuck out of Candace and like wop, wop, wops her. And I don't know what she, I tweeted this. I was like, I don't know what she did, but she deserved it. And so, <laughs> but then when I saw the show, I was like, okay, well, this is the best Candace has ever acted in her entire fucking life. So <laughs> wait a second. You should have popped her three episodes ago. That's when you should have popped her. <laughs> and it was easy to say if Candace should be doing this right now, Monique should be doing this right now. You know, I know there's a lot of Monique fans, so I'm probably sure I'm going to get docs after saying this. But the fact that Monique left this show was a bad, bad move on her part. Um, well, I don't think she left by choice 
So you think that the Hoy Bravo was not going to pick her up again? Why? Well, I heard an interview with Karen and she, I mean, heavily, she didn't say she was fired, but she said, you know, a decision was made. Which I guess could have been Monique's decision, but I just, the way she put it, hinted towards she got fired. Well, it's still, this was a bad, like, I know Monique is incredibly popular on the show, but again, you cannot be, you can't leave the thing that we, that makes you popular. And I'm not saying she's never in another show. I mean, we've seen reality TV stars have second acts and things like that, but she, if she could have done two more seasons on this show, her podcast would be in an even better place. She would have had, you know what I'm saying? She, she really should have come back and fought that fight. Not, I mean, not physically, Monique, please stop. But (laughs) I mean, she was chasing that woman. Like a large black man who I assume was, was security was holding Monique. It it was out of control, but she should have come back for this season so that we can get a follow-up and possibly a resolution because that would have been the moneymaker right there, the resolution of it. Um, I just think Monique thought she was better than the show and in some ways she was because she didn't need to check in a ways other people. But baby, you're not rich enough not to be on the show though because really, really rich people would never be on this show. Yeah, I mean, she definitely like overestimated it was kind of like a hey i'm leaving and i'm taking my binder with me come on guys and everybody was like well eh, yeah well we real. need to check monique so we're still here <laughs> yes <laughs> you know robert ain't go- broke ass ain't going nowhere girl <laughs> yeah like if there if the if the show is on i'm not gonna pay for your binder diaries patreon monique i'm sorry like not happening and also <laughs> Is I did enjoy that she brought the binder, right? I I love to see receipts, but you can't yeah. you can't rely on it too much because then there's a tipping point where you look like you care too much, right? So you got to have it there so that when the person says something, you can open the page six and be like, actually, look at this. But you can't it can't be the whole thing, and th- there's just there was so much goodwill behind it. Like a lot of us would have followed Monique wherever, but. Once the spotlight is off you, babe, in terms of like being filmed, well, I mean, what happens in the dark? I mean, it's just not you. It's just not many eyeballs on it. So, and also, if you want to be authentic, tell us what the fuck happened to to Chala. Tell us what happened. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can take that. Um, we should start talking about the episode. Oh yeah, let's go and talk about the episode. Sorry. <laughs> So episode three, we start off with, we're at Robin's house and it's 8.26 in the morning. She is under the covers. Juan is asking if she's up. It's 8.27. Her alarm goes off. She stumbles into Corey's room and tells him to wake up for school. And then we see her half an hour later. Juan goes back into the room, tries to wake her up. She's like, no, no, I got two more minutes until I have to wake up Carter. He's like, you're seriously going to wake up our children three minutes before they have to sign in for school. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> and she seems highly annoyed. And we hear, like, a voiceover of what is supposed to be a teacher saying, Carter, your mom needs to start waking up earlier. Like, you have to take school more seriously than this. So 
you know, Robin's really dealing with the pandemic. She says in a confessional, she didn't expect for it to take this long. The schedule of the day is tedious and she just burnt out. Yeah. What, it's, you know, a, a relatable Absolutely. story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Juan, you got all this time to come here and wake up. Robin, how come you didn't wake up the kids? You up. <laughs> right. What the fuck, Juan? You got all this time to bother me. Yeah. See, I the thing about, like, obviously, this is not the way to go, Robin. Um, my kids did remote school, and, and I might be, like, a kind of a strict person, but I made them get up. They had breakfast. They brushed their teeth. They had on clothing, like, and the rooms were clean when they're doing their, because why do, why do we want to be on Zoom with a dirty room behind us? We're not going to yeah. be a meme. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so um, obviously, I think that's what she should have done. She should wake them up, give them something to eat, make sure they're groomed and ready to go. But that said, it's, she is depressed. It's very yeah. obvious of that. And Juan, you don't, like many Black people, or, you know, of a certain age, thinks that you can uh, fix depression by... Uh, tough love. Is, yeah, tough love. Like, you know, you got to get up. You just got to get up and that's all. Like, I think she's, something's going on. And... Juan, you're their daddy too. So why don't you take their ass in there and make up some Eggo waffles and get them ready? What's, you know, they're filming Robin's job. That's what that guy in the corner is doing. What's yeah, your I job? Mean, at the end of the day, like those kids probably de- need a lot more structure than, you know, three minutes before yeah. um, you have to log on. Um, and yeah, if your parent is not there and the other parent is available, like he clearly was. Mm-hmm. Then provide structure for those children, sir. Yeah, he was dressed. He clearly knew what time it was. Juan, do your job. He <laughs> let the cameraman in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, a lot of times when they're asleep in those beds, I don't believe them. But I believed Robin was asleep. <laughs> she the way she was cursing as she put on those fucking bedroom shoes and walked up the stairs. Right. Yeah, yeah I, maybe Juan was on a Zoom call as well. Maybe he was doing something, but I wish they would have given us that information. Yeah, I'm not loving, like, for the first time, I have to say, I'm a little bit turned off by Juan. I didn't like, in the first episode when he said, you know, you sleep until two o'clock and that's a turn off for me. I understand that it probably is, but I just think that, like... Uh, you know, waving the flag of attraction to your partner is dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? He didn't, and he said, what do you, listen, I understand what he meant, okay? I'm an early riser, I'm a get up and go kind of person. I understand exactly what he means. It's very hard, and when you're like that, and your partner is still in bed, a lot of times it's like, okay, well, what the fuck are you doing? But what he should have said, if he were thinking if you were talking, having an empathetic conversation, he would have said, you're in bed to 2 p.m. every day. Let's talk about why. Because, you know, I, you know, I have to go out and about to do all these different things. You're, the kids need, really need you at home. They're not at school all day. They need somebody at home uh, up and cognizant of what's going on and present. They're going through a pandemic, too. So my question to you is, like, let's talk about why. And then I want her to tell me, and then I'd be like, okay, so let's try to work on that. I would not say, hey, just so you know, you sleeping in the bed makes you unattractive to me. And considering he used to cheat on her and probably still is, uh, that's a threat, basically, is what he just gave her. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. That said, I'll have a big girl for him if he wants me to. (laughs) (laughs) 
same. Um, <laughs> the next we see Karen and Ray, they're doing a group Zoom for Karen's LaDame Empire. She's talking to a bunch of people about her new glueless wigs. I don't know. I just love how tickled Ray was about the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for a guy who was a black Bill Gates, you think he wouldn't be that shocked by technology? Uh, he's, I, I guarantee you, his office had a very old computer, a fax machine, and an abacus in it. I think that's what he had in his office. <laughs> an old man right there. A <laughs> uh, TV with a fat back. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, um, then we see Giselle and Ashley meeting for coffee and I'm not much of a lemon person but that lemon slice mm-hmm. cake looks so good I think they look really good in there um, I'm surprised so also another thing to know about me is I'm a famous Ashley hater like I fucking hate Ashley and okay let's talk about that <laughs> I mean, we're not seeing much of her the last two seasons in this case, but Ashley is a famous mess stirrer. She is Mm -hmm. always in every... Ashley Googled uh, Robin and told everyone how much was in her bank account based on her bankruptcy. Ashley loves to get in people's business. She is constantly uh, carrying bones. She is like... She will tell us that we don't... That we need to stop lay off of Michael, but she came to a party and told Robin that she thinks Swan's cheating on her in front of the cameras and step like, but we're not allowed to do that in subsequent episodes. I just don't like her. She acts like she's smarter than everybody around her. She's actually not smart at all. She thinks she's business savvy because she has sex with an old watery eyed bulldog and he gave her a (laughs) restaurant that sort of kangaroo, that's like why it's closed. He looks like an all-white bulldog. Aww. He does. She looks Aww. like a fucking bulldog. And she's out here trying to serve us kangaroo slices and shit. And she's acting like she's a mogul. And I'm like, no, you just... he, he You slept with him, and he gave you a restaurant. That's not a mogul. I mean, it, it's a nice, you know, nice work if you can get it. But it's not... Like, you're not smarter than everybody. I just... I really dislike her. One of the, the things that she did that I really, really dislike is she turned her storyline into um, my dad, my bio dad doesn't love me, and then took a camera crew down so that he could embarrass her on camera. Even, like, he's a piece of shit, obviously, but even if I loved Ashley and she showed up unannounced on my doorstep with a fucking camera crew to be like, hey, you know how we haven't talked in like 30 years? It's me, Ashley. <laughs> I would have been like, she she knew what was going to happen. And she set that up for a storyline because all signs pointed to this man does not want shit to do with you. I can't believe she did that. And the last thing she did that was really fucking annoying to me is that she has so much to say about Candace's mama. And her mama, while she was in Paris, called her up and asked her for a quick $500. Madam, your mom is on drugs. And that doesn't mean that your mom's like a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong about that. Like, my parents have had their substance abuse problems themselves. But you bring her around, like, she, like everything's cool, and she is texting you in the middle of the night asking you for $500? She, like... You are more, she is so much more concerned with appearances than she is with what is true. And 
The yeah. last season, she's been a she's been a she's been a bit better. It's mostly because she's pregnant, but. I have not forgotten old Ashley. I'm never going to forget old Ashley. In fact, I'm going to say this. If Ashley keeps getting pregnant, she needs to get off this fucking show. Because as much as I can't stand her, they need her for the show. They need her to do these things. And she's like, girl, she's making a baby. She's tired. Look at all her, all these scenes. I can't even believe she's walking. She looks exhausted. I mean, truly, like, crowning the entire time. Absolutely. It's yeah, I I felt the same way about Eva and Atlanta. Like, yeah, two pregnancies back to back. Okay, we need you to be, you know, uh, fully, <laughs> fully prepared for battle in every Come way. Work, you're in this like Zen pregnancy thing. I'm sorry, you just can't. Yeah, and also another reason I do not like Ashley is Ashley forces us to interact with Michael, and Michael shouldn't—they yeah. should not be filming Michael. And like, honestly, I don't care about him being bisexual or any of that. I don't care about them having an open relationship. I don't think they do. I think Ashley's fucking lying because if she had an open relationship, she would have brought that. That would have been her fucking draw four fucking card. The okay. the first time they brought, she would have backed that down like she was playing Uno. And so. Yeah. So she didn't have an open relationship. She, he's cheating on her. I don't care who he cheats on over. He's incredibly disrespectful to Ashley. Ashley is too beautiful and got too many kids to be taken on that shit. I cannot believe they they keep filming Michael after he has. I know I know people are gonna say I'm I'm being heavy handed, but he is sexually assaulting people. I know there's not another word for me to explain that people want you to stop grabbing their asses and privates and stuff stop yeah and he's doing it during filming and and because ashley insists on staying with this man who's humiliated her over and over again and also has watery eyes like a bulldog she continues to bring him the fuck around and we have to watch him on screen if ashley was coming back this season they should have said no scenes with michael yeah yeah I don't think it's fair at all that he continues to be on. I mean, it, I, it's not fair at all. And so, he's yeah, he's so gross. And she could do so much better. I don't like her, but listen, I, I objectively, she could she could do so much better than Michael. And she tries to she every every year she comes up here and tries to convince us sugar is shit. I mean, shit is sugar. That's what she does every year. Mm. Give us a shit pie and. and claim it's fucking sugar and I just I, I want her to stop um but I do understand she's heavily pregnant I I think I think she gets another season for in my book like like if I was in charge but I think she gets another season and if she is not playing ball like the way we need her to the way people need Kenya we need Kenya to, to make this show go. If, if Ashley is not doing those things, then she needs to go off into the sunset and have some more babies. I agree. I agree. Um, so Giselle starts to ask Ashley, what's your plan after the baby? Are you going to like hide up, hole up like you last, did last time? And Ashley seems to be like in a better mental space about it. At least she recognizes, hey, this time I have another child to consider. I can't really do what I did last time and like, you know, lock myself in my penthouse with this child. And she just seems to be in a better headspace. I mean, you know, like you said, sugar to shit. Yeah. You know, who's to say what is what is real and what is not? But 
She also says that she's giving Michael the benefit of the doubt, which is like, LOL. I don't even want to get into that. But okay. why? 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 What has he done to earn the benefit of doubt? What she said is that he has a perspective. Now that he's a father to Dean, he understands consequences. Like, first of all, Michael, you have children. You have grown children. <laughs> I was going to say that. You forgot about them fucking kids that are, that are as old and older than Ashley? Right. Fucking Secondly, like it shouldn't take the children, but first it shouldn't take the children. But second, you have children. So mm-hmm. I don't know why we're taking this thing in. It, for her to say, like, oh, he gets it now because he's a father. Like, I hate that. I hate that. I, I just as much as I hate the these fathers saying, Oh, I respect women now because I have daughters. Like, fuck off. You they don't really respect women. They only they only care about what happens to their women. That's what yeah. they're saying to you. Also, yeah. Ashley, you should be embarrassed to be on TV saying stuff like, Michael answers my call in the first ring. Now, girl, what? Is that a gift to you? You right. you have sex with that man. You have birthed babies. Birthed his old-ass ba- Benjamin Button-ass babies. And you're going to come over here and tell me that finally he's going to answer in the first ring? He shouldn't answer in the first ring. He should call you because he feels you thinking about him. That's how good he he owes Ashley so much more than just money in a penthouse. He owes Ashley the world because she has she has bent over backwards for him. And yeah. I just I, I don't I know she's got low self-esteem. She doesn't have a father. Her mother's a drug addict um, who uses her for money. Let's just be honest. She does. Uh, she seems to be in a better place, but she has financially abused uh, Ashley. Um, yeah. Like, everybody's mom, like, obviously, we both have black moms, and if I told my mom I was marrying an 80-year-old bulldog, she would be like, well, no, (laughs) I'm not going to let you do that. I can't, but I imagine Ashley's mom was like, oh, yeah, rubbing her hands together. I really think she expects Ashley to do things for her that are, like, inappropriate, and that she, now she's talking shit to Michael, but I feel like, for the most part, she's been like, well, maybe you should forgive him. And she's mostly thinking about what Ashley can pay her every month. And I think that's, like, Ashley's been abused by so many people. So I understand yeah. the low self-esteem. But, girl, you got to go to therapy or go back or get a new therapist or something. Because you deserve you deserve a man that you, you're so pregnant with his child that you can barely walk. You deserve him to answer the phone the first ring as a given, not as a favor to you. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. Uh, But whatever. She says that things are going to be better, but we saw the preview for next episode where she was crying. So, um, well, I think she's crying because of the baby. (laughs) I think she's she's giving birth and like, and like, it's hard to have two little babies. (laughs) Yeah, Michael's probably not answering his phone. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so Ashley tells Giselle like what happened at Karen's party and how Mia said that she had three C-sections. And so Ashley was like, okay, well, why did you get your clit done? And Mia, which is a kind of a bold question, but thank you for asking. Um, and she told Ashley that we get it in a little too much. So then Ashley was like telling her about how Mia was flip flopping because last this seems like a misunderstanding to me. From what I thought, like Mia was met Giselle, 
she liked her and then Karen told her something and then she was like oh maybe she's not who I thought she was I think she's sweet but maybe I'm wrong that's what I thought happened but now they're turning like the fact that she may have changed her mind as to her Mia being a flip-flopper or a hypocrite or whatever and I'm just not I feel like maybe everybody's just not telling the whole story I don't think everybody's telling the whole story either I think one, I can't believe that, well, we know how these people get on the show, like, as my friend is coming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, I can't believe Karen didn't at least tell her about Giselle before she met Giselle. Right. That's true. And so I'm sure she walked in that party knowing everything about Karen and Giselle. And so the television, it's possible that she just watched last season, you know, (laughs) she needs, she should have, if she tells me she didn't watch last season, I think she's an idiot. So, um, but I'll say this about Mia. She seems like she's going to be a villain. And I think the show needs like a real villain. This is more casting people. This is what we need. We need people that will come on TV and be larger than life and don't care about hurting people you know what i'm saying like a lot of people get on tv and they just really want to be like um liked a lot and i don't think mia worries that much about being liked by the audience i mean by the season two she will because they're gonna eat her to fuck up but uh we do well, need her people are really liking her i think that by the time we see we like her now but i think by the time we get to like episode eight or so People are gonna be over. I think. I think she's. You know how this 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 fandom is. We we need the bad guys. We need villains. We need messy people. We need all that stuff, and then we hate them for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like she doesn't seem to have any loyalty to anybody, which is yeah. nice. Um, because that means that she can like shift alliances and and shake the table in a new and in a refreshing way. Yeah. And I think she's coming in different than Wendy did last season. Um, I think it's interesting that we met four degree Wendy last season and she was one thing. And this time she's like, I got a whole new body, a whole new face. I'm in the witness protection uh, program. So I got everything changed. And now I'm going to sell candles. I was like, okay. (laughs) There's a lot, a lot of things are being refreshed. Including yeah. Her career. Um, yeah, she's unhappy. You think she's unhappy? I think she was unhappy, like incredibly unhappy about. Um, um, go ahead. Like, I academia is hard, right? Okay, and yeah. you don't get paid like you should get paid. I'm sure she wasn't making. She was doing fine, but I'm sure she wasn't making money, money, money. And I. To be honest, it might be easier to be a housewife and be an Instagram influencer and and get a new butt. It might be easier. So I see how she got there. But this season, we're going to get Eddie cheating on her, right? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Allegedly, um, I, that leads me to my question that I was going to ask you. As a, a married person, if you were having to play the, the, you know, the couples game, assuming that this would be a game that you would play, because I feel like you wouldn't, but would not, <laughs> you I would divorce my husband right before I got on the show because you're not going to embarrass me. <laughs> you were playing the newly get wed game with a group of friends. Okay. Would you? allow your husband to answer the question of who he was attracted to in the group or would you do what Wendy did which is say don't say anybody no I would let him like um I I live in the real world people are attracted to people me and my husband will sometimes be in like Target and he'll be like princess come on to aisle seven there's a girl with a big booty over here and I'm like oh, okay well, I'm coming well let's look at this big booty I'm like oh that's a big booty <laughs> like I don't I like I'm not like jealous like that I the truth yeah. is like Mia said, you have to, well, she didn't say this. She said some shady shit, but you have to love people with an open hand. You cannot hold them so tight and can try to control them. And mm-hmm. him saying he's who he thinks is the cutest in the room or who he's attracted to in the room is not terrible. Um, Wendy's a hater is what that is. And so uh, I, I don't understand why she wouldn't let him do that. I don't either. I think it's so lame. It's like, and it made her, it made us be like, where there's smoke, there's fire. So already we're like, oh, okay, well, your marriage is in trouble because he can't even say, he can't even acknowledge another woman's beauty. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, Mia said something like, you know, the last person who held on to me was such a short lease, I divorced them. So check it out. Yeah, I mean, there's something, yeah, there's definitely an insecurity there. And I wish, there wasn't because the more 
you know, stress and effect. The more you talk about it, the more people pay attention to that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, like, so we all know that these types of shows are, like, basically will fuck over your marriage. If your marriage has even got, like, a little bit of, like, weakness in it, it's done. <laughs> um, And so, like, I don't, if Wendy makes it two more seasons, I don't think she's going to make it with Eddie two more seasons. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. She's going to have to take the Ashley route and just be humiliated over and over again and like eat shit and say it tastes good. That's what she's going to have to do to make that happen because you watch Married to Madison. When those guys, those old raggedy ass men were talking about how people be up in their DMs trying to get them because they're on a show. That's why sending picture naked pictures to their dms randomly just because they're on a show think about those men and then think about like some of the men on this show are a lot more handsome i was thinking about a uh, white chris i was like you know what i'm gonna i might let white chris hit it he couldn't be a manager i wouldn't let him manage anything but that <laughs> i don't know if that does that beard make him look like santa claus i don't know but i'm into it i'm into it, I'm into it. <laughs> so, I know you're into it. We know what you like. <laughs> we know what you're into. But, me. but I'm just saying, like, just being on this show with Eddie, even if he wasn't cheating on you previously, now he has all kinds of opportunity. A lot of times people don't cheat on you. So, you know, people always say half of marriage is in a divorce. It's actually absolutely not true. That was based on a really faulty study. We actually don't know how many marriages in a divorce probably a lot. It might be 75%. I don't fucking know. But one of the things we talk about is how, how can I stay in a long-term relationship if somebody will cheat on Beyonce, right? Like, how is that even possible for me to have a long-term relationship if she can't even have one? Well, Mm -hmm. she and her husband have all kinds of opportunities you don't fucking have. And one of the nice things about my husband is that I have negged him to not believe he's very good looking and I keep him home. So he don't even have any fucking opportunities. But if we have a show like this, I don't want to buy clothes, keep him in keep him in an old car. I don't want nobody looking at that. So if, if he got on a show like this, though, all of a sudden your opportunities open up because there are all sorts of unwell people on this earth that will literally take a naked picture of themselves and send it to a random man on a Bravo reality TV show for no reason. And so... Whatever, whatever Wendy, whatever problems Wendy had with Eddie, they're only gonna get worse as his opportunities get more. So, yeah, because um, I, I, Wendy needs to be aware that people find Eddie extremely attractive. <laughs> and he, he is. yeah, um, but yeah, she she's gotta get that shit together because it's gonna get. I mean, Mia's right. Mia's right. Two, three years are gonna break up. I don't think Mia's relationship is gonna last this. Mm. He seems to want to keep her home. Mm-hmm. Because he's what is he, 68 or something? He's older than my fucking dad. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's retired. So now she wanna run the streets and he's like, no, 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 we stay home now. This is the same thing that happened with Nene and Greg. And so Karen she, and Ray last season. And, and Karen and Ray. Karen and Ray might stay together because I think I think Karen loves the fuck out of Ray. She does. <laughs> I really think she does. And I think Ray is like amused by her. 
Yeah, I think he, you know what, you got to tap into your inner Greg, because Greg, what Greg did with Nene, he he decided, I, I'm going to be in the business of being Nene Leak's husband. And yeah. that's what he did. Yep. <laughs> so, and, the you know, it changes dynamics, because for a long time, she was was uh, Papa Smurf's, um, Uncle Ben's hus- uh, wife, and not he was her husband. And so if he can get with that on that train... I think they're going to be together alone. I mean, of course, he also might die. Now, me saying he might die, Karen will be like, well, you wish death on him. No, I didn't. I <laughs> say the fact that he's old. That's what I did. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. Also, okay. Just to talk, can I, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to talk about the fact that she said Giselle wished death on him. In <laughs> that scene, Ray was being so disrespectful. He has no business commenting on the fact that Giselle is a lonely old crone. He has no, she is, but he has no business coming to talk to her about that and telling her she needs to settle down because she ain't going to be cute much longer. That was absolutely un, no. And so her response in the, in the talking head being like, you, you'll be dead. You'll be dead in the ground before this, this face fades. You know, that was just, that that was small potato. She was not putting a hex on Ray and wishing no. him dead. Although she should have, because he needed to mind his own fucking business. <laughs> That's what yeah, she should. Ray took that way too far. But yeah, that is not a death wish. It, it, you're doing too much, Karen. We're just stating the fact. He's old, girl. He's old. <laughs> um. So they Ashley and Giselle decide. Well, Giselle decides to tell Ashley that they're gonna have like a pamper Ashley before you. It just fully spit that baby out party so <laughs> that's that's that um then we see wendy she's going over to robin's parents warehouse seems like it's her parents warehouse but she's taken over most of it uh for her hat line and she's talking about how she is overwhelmed and how you know the orders you know the business didn't business exploded in a way that she didn't expect and how she just doesn't want to fail at this point. I'm shocked that people want these hats that badly. Why? You okay. don't people buy anything from anybody on TV. I guess. I mean, it looks like, I mean, like no shade to Robin because I actually like her, but it they, they look like clip art with satin. <laughs> <laughs> clip art hats. You think um, Clippy's going to come out and help her pick out the clip art for her? <laughs> right. <laughs> right um but i mean great if she's successful good for you girl good for you um we also meet her friend who i'm assuming is going to be a friend of ascala and Mm -hmm. the first moment i looked at her i was like oh my god she's automatically one of the most beautiful people who's ever been on bravo so good god unbelievable unbelievable um she and Wendy have like an Ethiopian African girl magic moment and they both wear ridiculous heels in a warehouse because they're just like bad bitches. Can I ask um, you, what do her parents need a warehouse for though? What do they do? I know they have money, but I'm not sure why, but I mean, her mom was in the storefront. Hmm. So I don't, I, I don't know what their business is. Mm. <laughs> um so yeah they're talking about like business and stuff and then <sighs> wendy's talking about mia again 
and she's talking about how she wants to do a candle line and then she introduces zen wen something that i wish to never hear again oh she's gonna run into the ground girl we're gonna hear it all fucking season she already did i'm already over it yeah me too we we see like as she said she said where wendy's telling her side of the mia story and mia's telling her side of the wendy's story to her husband where wendy's calling mia hypocritical for saying that perhaps giselle was just a pretty face and when she was claiming to be friends with her before and at that point like she's talking about how they were having this conversation mia was talking with her hands wendy told her please get your hands out of my face and mia says well what are you going to do about it Mm. So Wendy says that the old one would have popped off, but she's Zen now. And <laughs> Gordon tells Mia, like, listen, I like Eddie. And Mia's like, well, I think Eddie's afraid of Wendy. So there's that. Um, and then Robin's just like, she's confused as to why Wendy's being so nice towards Karen. She feels because karen said shit about giselle and like that was okay i don't know it's a whole mishmash of stuff i just think that this is such a non-issue not that i'm not entertained by it but it is silly to me they're they're making more of it than it needs to be um also like there's a difference between talking with your hands and having your hands in someone's face especially if you're like sitting right next to each other the fact that her hands were elevated like up is what makes it in your face and i think that what's going on right now is that Wendy came back this year. Somebody whispered in her ear. One, I, I watch a, a, a vlogger who does recaps on this. And she always says that uh, Wendy, she calls Wendy smart water because she's shaped like a smart water bottle. And <laughs> she's been calling it. She's like, she's still, she's still shaped like that in her mind. So I'm gonna keep calling her that. But Wendy came back and she, I feel like Wendy dove into like all the internet shit and was like okay so i'm gonna come back one i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna be the center of attention i'm gonna get this new body i'm going to like go full-on housewives and mia is really trying to keep her spot and so because the two of them are doing too much they are automatically butting heads to each other because they come in the room with i need to make sure i'm seen and i'm doing these things and if there were only one of them that were doing it, it'd be a different story but it's because of the two of them and they really are fighting over absolutely nothing um but like my hope is like i love these you've talked a lot about how uh in beverly hills they will get to one little thing and they will fight over that for 22 episodes mm-hmm. over and over again but in new york they'll they get a thing they fight over it bam we're on to the new scene fight over this bam fight over a new thing like they they're switching up so fast and yeah. my hope for potomac is sort of somewhere in the middle my hope for this year is that we are not stuck 22 seasons 22 episodes in on something as small as whether i was talking with my hands or my hands were in your face right Right. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so what happens after that? Okay, so after that we go to Candace's house. Dorothy calls. I loved Candace's impression of Dorothy being like, you guys need to slow down on the liquor. 
Yes, but uh, <laughs> um, Dorothy is terrifying. I don't like her. Um, she tells Dorothy that she and Karen are going to have a sit-down talk. And they're going to discuss whether or not they can reconcile where they were standing with re- reference to Candace versus Monique. And then she tells Dorothy that Chris is going to be her new husbander. Mm. Dorothy clearly does not like, and she's like, well, you know, when, you know, very, she goes right into mama Joyce, like the man, you can't be the sole provider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't trust this, but like, good luck to you, I guess. It's your <sighs> life. Whatever. This is such a bad decision on her part. He doesn't have any experience managing anybody. No. And he he says, I don't have experience in managing anybody, but I know Candace. I know how to manage Candace. That's called being a husband, Chris. So yeah, you can still carry her bag and make sure she gets to wherever she's going to go on time. You're her husband. That's, that's part of your gig. And uh, to do what she needs you to do. Candace, you are making too... I know you're not making big, big bucks on Potomac, but you are making too much money to be allowing your inexperienced brown dick husband to be managing you. Do not do that. It's she's I agree. there's no way she's gonna first of all, we know her song's not gonna she can sing. I feel like she's fine singing, but she's not gonna be a pop star, okay? And I don't know, Princess, I don't know. <laughs> because her video, her video for her last uh song, clap back or drive back, drive back. Call back, uh, something back. Back, to back. <laughs> I don't know what, but it was a BET exclusive. It was dr- it's called Drive Back. It was a BET exclusive um, premiere, and people really seem to be liking it and saying like, "This is not just a housewife song. This is like mm-hmm. a legit, legitimately good song." I think it's fine. It is definitely better than a typical housewife song, which you know, the bar of that is. Kara, she is not going to be. <laughs> making money from singing. She, first of all, we're in a pandemic. Second of all, she, I, she's not the type of person that can go like do clubs and tour and stuff. She's too high maintenance. She is not going to. She might as well be a stay-at-home rapper. Okay, she's she's it's too much. She a little Apple Apple Music coin, a little spot. Okay, but she's not going to be a pop star either way. But like the thing about being a housewife though is that. Like Candy tells us all the time, when we're on this show, we need to show what our products are, what our projects are. And by the time this shit airs, it needs to be ready. So people can go get it right now while they're watching the fucking show. And she needs a manager. to. She needs she needs a Don Juan. I don't think Don Juan is Candy's manager, is he? He's just like... Uh, I don't think so. But you're right. Like, she needs somebody who can really, who knows the business, first mm-hmm. of all. <laughs> yeah and who can navigate it that way um yeah you're right like if they had just said hey we've made the decision to go both of us like full court on my career and he's gonna be beside me he's gonna take time off from his work and he's gonna be helpful to me and like we've made the de- decision as a couple then fine but like no he does not need to be literally managing you your manager needs to know more about the business than you do, right? Because if I know more than you do, then I can manage myself. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, and it's like she needs a general manager because she's a housewife. She needs a manager already, someone that can get her 
brand deals and stuff and like uh, Instagram shit. She needs a mm-hmm. manager, a real fucking manager. And Chris needs to be her husband. And that means that as we see like in later in the season where they're like arguing stuff, that means the arguments we're having will be about our relationship and not about also money. Like what your cut is or whether or not you're getting appreciated. Like, no. This is terrible. Right. Yep. No, I agree. Bad idea, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And I hope I you know, I'm looking forward to sending nude pictures to Brown Dick Chris once he <laughs> once he and Candace break up. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Um there's a, a what I feel is a little bit of a throwaway scene of when uh Wendy going over to Karen's house to kind of kiss the ring and go to her, you know, like shark tank with her one candle and ask Karen what she thinks about it. Um Okay. Yeah. It, it, whatever. Next. Next yeah. for me. Yeah. Um. So then we go back to Mia's house, and she starts talking to Gordon about her mother. Um. So the situation is her parents were substance abuse users. Yeah. Drug addicts. Um. She was given up to the foster care system, and she, she was taken like, into the foster care system. She was not given up. Um. Yes. Yeah. She. Uh, someone removed her from her parents care she was removed from the home yes and she feels like her mom didn't try hard enough to get her so she feels abandoned and she is courting the possibility of of uh communicating with her mom but she wants to have a real conversation with her and she tells Gordon, every time I try to, like, tell her about how hurt I am and where I'm coming from emotionally, she cries. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I feel like we can't have the conversation. And until we can, she can't be anything more than the woman that gave birth to me, which, you know, fair. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, guys, so, you know, I'm like a foster parent. I have adoptive kids. Um, I do child ag. Um, I advocate for children in um, displaced children in foster care. And like her story isn't on like her story is incredibly common. And she's talked about how she would write her mother while she was in rehab and her mother would not write her back or else somebody wouldn't give her the responses. And either one of those can be absolutely true. Um, there are some real monsters in this fucking system. And also there's a lot of self hate, like, we don't talk about nobody as bad as we do a woman who has lost custody, lost her children. And yeah. I, I can totally, like, I, I can totally see her mother not writing her back um, because she just can't handle that. Um, the thing about, and we're like throughout the season, we're going to see this, but the thing about parenting is that you have to be able to admit your faults And if you want an open dialogue with a child or an adult child, you have to be able to say, I made a wrong turn here. I'm sorry about this. I didn't know that affected you. Like, this is a conversation I can have with my parents. And that's why I'm so close to them. But I don't think Mia's mom is there yet. Mm -hmm. um, Because she starts crying every time Mia, because Mia, listen, Mia's the victim in this. The the fact she was displaced, um, Mm -hmm. kids in foster care, all kinds of abuses can happen to them when you're out in this world by yourself. Um, there's all types of trauma Mia has, right? And when she tries to have this conversation with her mother and her mother is basically 
like unable to even meet her on the same level to have a conversation because she is still full of shame, full of all the shit, all those things. It's tough because Mia can't have closure. Uh, that right. said, I don't want another my mama doesn't love me uh, storyline. We've had so many of them. I don't want any more of them. But I guess we're getting it. I mean, the underlying storyline of any Housewives franchise is mommy issues. So the underlying franchise <laughs> is somebody it. didn't love me at least one time. So <laughs> that's why I'm on this TV acting wild like this. But <laughs> one thing about me is that her story is unique. We do get a lot of my father was in my life. My mother never loved me. Her story is is there are elements that we've never seen before on Housewives. So yeah. I'll tolerate it. Um, I just like I don't I can't imagine going through something like that with reality TV cameras. I really can't. And yeah, I I guess she's strong enough to do it because I don't think I would have be. Not first season. Not. Like, literally the first scenes that you're filming? No. Yeah. And That's the tough. other thing, can, can, I can't, like, not, I can't wait. I, mean, I do love mess, but I don't think Mia realizes her mother's going to be, like, on the internet giving her side, right? People mm. are going, like, there's going to be, there might be Instagram lives where she's like, well, this wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Yeah, she's going to be talking to that guy from Hollywood Unlocked, that Jason guy. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Right, yeah. so in the shade room or something like that. Yeah, so I like first season, first couple of scenes, you start like okay, but I'll say this about Mia: she's willing to bleed for the camera, and that's something yeah. that a lot of people aren't willing to do. Like, you can't get on this show and be inauthentic. You can't get on the show and pretend like your real life isn't happening because we will sniff that the fuck out and and eventually it'll get you. We waited a long time for Erica Jane. I, I did not understand why people did not see how inauthentic Erica was, how we saw nobody on screen with her that was not being paid to be there except for her husband. And that was it. Everyone else had a monetary like reason. That, even her mother had a monetary reason to be on screen with her. She, mm-hmm. she had... Everything about her was contrived and built and created in a fucking lab. And so it took a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. I was like, you guys, she is least a different side of the coin of Lisa Vanderpump. She is not giving us anything. And eventually it rains down on you. And I, I, I think Mia's willing to get on this fucking show and just be like, lay it all out. I had my clit done. My mom doesn't love me. Like, I, like, damn, okay. <laughs> she's earning her check. And she's probably, yeah. what does Funky Dineva say? Like, he, he, you know, he's always involved in, like, you know, he knows so much about the Atlanta and the Black housewives and the married to medicine. He calls them medicine wives, the medicine wives. Mm-hmm. And he knows all their, like, the tea about these reality shows. And, and he says something to the effect that, like, a standard first contract is $1,000 an episode. And if you're not in all the episodes, he he was explaining that, like, getting dressed, because you can't wear the same thing on camera. So getting dressed, you're already negative sometimes. And keep in mind, they also force you. This is the way production saves money. They make you 
do events that they people think Bravo pays for these parties. They do not. So they make you come up with events that you didn't have to pay for and make and facilitate. You also have to do clothes and you only a thousand dollars an episode, which I mean, you and I would love, but I would show up in Old Navy the entire time and, and would not give a fuck. So, but you know, it's, it's incredibly that first season you're in the hole and what you get is not money from it. It's a, a, a platform. And so like Mia is working for that sound. She's giving it to him for that thousand dollars. I feel like, um, I feel like if she doesn't crash and burn this season, cause a lot of them come in hot and then crash and burn. I think that she, I think we're going to find out she's a very calculating housewife. She's going to be one of those ones that like is playing two audiences at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love I love playing chess with Bobby Fisher. I love it. I love when they when these these bitches try to play chess with Bobby Fisher. I love that. So give it to me. Uh, um the next scene is I think probably the most important scene of the season or this episode is where Karen goes over to Candace's house. So they're trying to be peaceful. Candace says that she's in a good place mentally and emotionally and that Karen says she can feel it. You know, it's not just the house. I can feel it on you too. And they, you know, they really had like a mother daughter relationship, something that, we didn't really see so much of the good times as much as the fallout of it because it seemed like between season four and season five all of a sudden Candace and and uh Karen were really good friends and there was just really no explanation behind that but they're trying to come to a good place this I think is so interesting because for those of y'all who don't remember Karen decided in terms of Candace versus Monique, to remain neutral, to remain friends with Monique, to not be on one side. Candace found this to be a great betrayal of her relationship with Karen. Um, And so they've had incredible strain. And so now this is a big moment where they, you know, it seems like Candace was disappointed by Karen, but she's not, she wasn't so mad at her that they couldn't come to this point, right? So, Karen obviously feels fine towards her, but yeah, she's like, yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> got no no dog in the fight. Yeah. Ashley's been saying this whole time, um, and Karen says, "Listen, I know you're hurt and you're mad at the decision that I made to be neutral, but I don't regret it. I don't regret what I did in the moment, and I did what I had to do." And then she tells Candace, "Listen, you were hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, and I was hurt emotionally." <laughs> <laughs> I had to be like, what? <laughs> and so Candace, gratefully, was like, how were you hurt emotionally? So Karen says that she was hurt because Giselle and Robin levied, in her words, like levied an attack against her for being neutral. And that that has affected how she felt about the relationship how and when she contacted Candace because she was like well I just felt like this whole time I wanted to reach out to you but I just felt like I couldn't because you know 
Giselle and, and Robin had formed this friendship fortress around you. And I just felt like you were going to be so influenced by them that you wouldn't be able to hear what I was trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is that I said what I said and nothing's <laughs> so how how are you feeling Candace and Candace is like oh not great and what she said is so interesting to me she says in a confessional that um oh gosh what does she say oh that she came to this situation opening up the walls of forgiveness ready to receive but you Karen are not capable of being a friend okay well that is patently untrue you don't open yourself up to be able to receive an apology <laughs> that's because you're yeah. only going to get disappointed <laughs> so yeah that was the only um solution to this was that karen was apologizing that's not really opening yourself up to forgiving and a friendship that's it's just you want to though, right it's what? such a housewife trope though right the i'm it's coming a- here to receive my apology right uh, and and they always almost always they leave empty handed don't they because they come in there like where's I'm here for my apology and the other person's like girl <laughs> I'm sorry if I made you feel bad yeah I'm sorry if I made you feel that way I'm sorry if that's what you thought was happening but it wasn't All right. <laughs> but in terms of Karen like I thought she did a pretty good job of remaining neutral there is that incident where there's a mix up about who's coming at what time and stuff like that yeah. with Monique and but I I think that that seemed very production. That really seemed like a production thing. Because production yeah. tells you what time to get there, not Karen. So, um, but I think she did a good job of remaining neutral. She did what she was supposed to do and that both sides were wrong and that she said, I'm not going to get involved in it. But when Candace is sitting there talking to her, Candace looks like a little girl, like begging her grandma to like mm-hmm. take, I don't know, like give her some hard candy or something. She just, she's trying to get something from Karen. Karen ain't going to give her. And yeah. I just feel like at this point, Candace, you have to move on. The fact is that Karen doesn't see it your way. She's not attacking you. Karen hasn't attacked her yet. She's no. just not going to give up Monique. She really feels like Monique, she really feels like Monique uh, got a raw deal. And in some ways I agree with her. So at this point, let's move forward. Now, as far as Giselle and Robin go, Karen, you kind of full of shit. Because if you want to see Candace, you can call Candace. If you want to talk to Candace, you can text Candace. You can't say, I'm, I wasn't going to reach out to you because Giselle might find out and block us from talking to you. What are you talking about? Giselle, right. oh, it someone I saw a tweet today the, today in the show did Giselle was Giselle six feet tall is Giselle six feet tall is she tall she looked really tall there was a scene where at Ashley's pamper party Candace comes and she looks so much taller than Candace and I know Candace is probably five foot one maybe yeah but yeah Giselle looked like she was six feet tall in that scene but I figured she was probably just wearing some old funky nine inch P- dsw platform she got well i was thinking it was true because she does have a giraffe neck with all those rings and shit on it so i did think maybe she was <laughs> oh. but anyway what i'm saying though is that I just 
asking the question if that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying someone tweeted that she was very tall. And I was like, what is she? I should, but um, I'm just, she's acting, Karen's acting like Giselle can prevent her from having a relationship with Candace. And that's not true either. And yeah. if Candace wants to remain neutral and to a certain extent, Candace has been pretty neutral between Karen and Giselle in the first episode, she did not say, oh, you're going to say this about her? I can't wait to be there. She said, "I'm. let me know so I can wear my helmet. She has yet to be blatantly on one person's side or another. And yeah. if Karen wants to defend her right to be neutral between Monique and Candace, she has to accept if Candace wants to try to be neutral between her and Giselle. Yeah, I mean, I think Candace wants to be friends with Karen. I don't know why she went into that situation thinking that the only that Karen was going to change her mind. I guess I don't know why she thought that Candace want to be friends with her because they're on the show together. Is that the only reason? I mean, I think, like I said, we never really saw too much of their good relationship, so it's hard to say. They give us the impression that this was like a Jill and Bethany situation, you know. Mm I don't know if that's true because Jill and Beth, well, they, they were real fucking friends. Yeah. Like she yeah. was constantly bringing Bethany along for things that Bethany couldn't afford to go to by herself. Right. Uh, she, she was close to her mother. I, I see what you're saying. They're trying to be like, oh, she's an, a mentor, a big sister to her and everything. But mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know. I feel like Candace handled herself well here. I feel like Candace is doing, is handling herself well in general. Um, she was, she just took it. She was like, okay. And she was just nice about it and everything. Can I I ask you? Oh, can I ask you about Chris's kids? Yeah. I don't know if I can answer the question, but sure. They're up there for a month and they're not blurred. And that means that their mother signed off on it probably because it seems like they, they have physical, she has physical custody of them. Uh huh. Do you think they brought those kids up there to, to, it was a calculated thing to do? Well, what Candace said was that they've always had the kids in some capacity, but they were just able to be there because they were doing virtual learning. But, um, I mean, it would, the timing of it is interesting. Yeah, this definitely softened Candace's image in a lot of ways. Just totally. her standing next to a child. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, Chris's deal is that he has two baby mamas. The first, the, the oldest kid he doesn't see, even though uh, supposedly he lives near them, like in an area where he could see them. And the other two is from a previous, I think they were married. And they were calling him a deadbeat dad in previous seasons. And now there were suggestions. Was, was that was that Dorothy saying that? Or it was Dorothy saying it. She right after she hit Candace with that fucking purse. Kara, <laughs> has your mother ever hit you with a purse when you were a grown ass woman? Tell me the truth. Never. Are I've you always, concerned always, your mother might hit you with a purse? No. <laughs> No. First of all, she likes her purses too much. Uh, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> no, our family doesn't get out like that. 
Yeah. That would be like my a very family, shocking thing. My family does get down like that, but my mother would never hit me with a purse. Although I did call her today and I was like, yeah, I got to make sure I count up on Potomac. And she was like, Potomac is so boring. It's been boring. Those two white men were fighting. Yep. Last episode. I was like, you mean last season? She's like, no, Juan proposed to Robin. They're going to get married. But, you know, it's just been so boring. It's like, Mom, the new season's on. It's been three episodes. It's just like, oh, well, maybe the new season isn't boring. You know, I'll watch it, you know. But I just felt like, I was like, you're so behind. And the fact that she that she decided, the first thing she wanted to say was, those white men were fighting. Like, okay. <laughs> out, of, out of the whole series, that's yeah, what she told me. She doesn't mention Candace Monique. She's the only two, the only two white people on the fucking show had an argument. And she, my mom's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too much. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm with Karen on this one fully. I I think she is allowed to be neutral. That's okay. And you're right, Candace did accept it far better than I would have expected from her. So Absolutely points on both sides yeah and i think it was a good conversation to have on camera so that we can see the progression of it and i'm just looking forward to see where this is going to go is candace reformed because candace i don't know last season she was really like trying her best <laughs> you know she really mm-hmm. the best she'd ever behave and this season she's coming in pretty she's not really having things i know at some point mia's gonna throw something at her but I don't know, like, uh, I what if this is Candace, look at me, I'm all grown up now season? It, I mean, that's what it seems like so far. So far, so good, too. Yeah, and Candace ain't having no baby. She don't want no fucking babies, and that's fine. Stop telling us you, you might have a baby. Stop it, Candace. Stop threatening us. <laughs> she was in school until, like, like what? You're, uh, maybe I did. I didn't know she was in school either. When she said that Howard MBA, I was like, what? Candace? <laughs> what are you doing that? I have vague memories of her saying something about school, but I guess I just didn't think she was in school like that. I don't know. You thought she went to ICDC? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Wait, so if she's, in, she's doing the Howard MBA thing, how come she didn't stand up for Howard when <laughs> Karen said Oh, no, God. Hampton. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No. I was gonna say, <laughs> all right. I was gonna say you should stand up. You should tell her. You should. You should have said something, Candace, because that's your. That's your school. Why are you gonna let them talk? But you know, I got my H's mixed up. Sorry. Got the H's wrong. <laughs> uh, so now we're at Ashley's pamper party. Mm-hmm. This like little half-ass party. They're like yellow and silver. I mean, only a party that uh, that uh, Giselle could have decorated. So dicky. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna tell you something. She, uh, even though Giselle is from like her family and stuff is from New Orleans, she has spent some time in Houston. And I, I know I'm gonna get some pushback on this, but the women from Houston cannot dress. They're the most beautiful women. They have their faces. They got fat asses. The women from Houston cook like nobody's fucking business. They cannot dress. Exhibit A: Beyonce. <laughs> exhibit two fucking Giselle and Giselle the fact that she came up with that color scheme of <laughs> yellow and metallic and then said it's because you're the sunshine of our lives Wait. 
bitch. <laughs> I so I watched the other episodes today too, just to catch up and make sure I saw everything. When when Robin was going through her house, I was like, oh, Giselle, Giselle, why are you doing this? What what makes you think yeah, these- it could have been worse? It could have been like fuchsia. Like that ugly wall of hers. Yeah, she had a fuchsia wall. And then Robin was right outside that fucking house. The outside of the house looks like... Somebody said it looked like... (laughs) Like the outside of a a college apartment. Like... Yes! I don't understand why she put a two-story guest house on the side of a ranch home. It's so ugly. You know what? Her money's funny. We all fucking know that. Because she should have just bought herself a ready-to-do McMansion. You know, like... Get out of here. It doesn't make any sense. It's so hideous. It's so... It has no curb appeal. I'm surprised that a builder did not talk her out of doing that, like, basic, basic, basic shit. Because Uh even for their own portfolio, like... You're not going to no. put pictures and show them of an example of a job you did. You're not. Putting I used that to build there. like websites, and you should the tackiest shit people want, and they will fight you down on it. You're like, no, the nobody wants to go on your website, and then your face fly across the screen, and then mm-hmm. music auto play. Nobody wants that. They're trying to figure out your menu for your restaurant. Nobody wants that right. shit, and they will fight you down on the ugliest shit and I bet you her builder absolutely told her like what? <laughs> That's the first thing he said when she said do that. Yeah, and then she was like I only have this amount of money he was like alright well I guess that's all you can get so come on. I mean Candace was right to call it a $900,000 teardown. Sorry. like Who called it a bud home? Who called it a bud home? A cabin? Oh lord. Um, So Candace gets to the, the pamper party first and she tells uh when she tells Giselle about the conversation that she had with Karen and Giselle was like wow that's like really messed up I Karen and Robin don't need to be that invested in this whole situation they they don't <laughs> you guys need to be neutral I think they're just like mess that's what it is like when they arrived at that dinner party and the two of them walking around like you know this bitch I don't know this bitch like they just right <laughs> and I, to be honest, I like as much as I dislike Giselle, and I think that she cannot be a friend to anyone. She's not even really a friend to Robin. No. Bitch, like she she throws Robin under the bus all the time. Disses Robin, fucks up Robin's events. She does shit like that. She can't be a friend to anyone because she is so narcissistic. Uh, but I do think the two of them have fun together and. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm a Portia apologist because I Portia has fun on screen and her and Phaedra have fun together. Then her and Tanya were happy. She's somebody that like you find yourself giggling in some of her scenes and Robin and Giselle give me that. I think they have the most fun on the show, to be honest. Who else do you think do you watch and they're like, maybe, maybe Karen and Ray together? Mm-hmm. But I don't, most people aren't having fun on their, in their scenes, but yeah, she's not a friend to anybody. And she, I, like the fact that she's so invested in this mess, she's certainly not Ashley's friend. Cause she brought Ashley into a room with yellow and silver on the walls and shit. Mm-hmm. So already she hates you and your baby, Ashley. So 
she left early. Um, I I was also very confused about the wardrobe, the costume selection, because I understand like it's a spa. So you would think that you would just dress comfortably because you're not really going to be wearing clothes anyway. But it was like half the women were in like Lisa Rinna dusters. (laughs) The other half of them were in like camel colored, like nice trench coat style coats, you know, the type of coat that all the bad bitches put on their shoulders. They don't actually put their hands through the sleeves. Yes. And then uh, Candace was in Lululemon. So I was just very confused. Candace was really the only one who got the memo. At least she came like in, I don't know. What do they call it? They don't don't call it sportswear. What do they call it? Athleisure. Athleisure. She came in athleisure. Because that's what you're going to do. You're going to leisure around. (laughs) But I, I think what the problem is I think it was you I heard this from. It's the same issue with Beverly Hills in that because Erica was showing up to everything dressed to the fucking nines, everyone's doing it now. And so I think that once you've been on the show two or three seasons, you know that you can't show up somewhere and have leisure. You have to show up dressed because right. what are the other girls going to be wearing? And right. Yeah. Yeah. So good athletes. <laughs> um, so gosh, what happens after that? They're like trying to, you know, Ashley's waddling in. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts me to watch her walk places. She's so pregnant. I can't she's believe she filmed throughout this. She's so pregnant. Days away from getting birth. <sighs> Truly, you could see a little baby arm sticking out between her legs. Mm-hmm. Waving uh-huh. at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They play a game where it's like guess the pregnant belly. And, you know, I find these like parlor games really boring, except for all the girls were able to clock that it was Karen's picture because it said 1996 on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? She, and she took it well. Like, like Karen, Karen like understands her place in these things. I like, she wasn't like upset, you know? I, I thought that was good. Yeah. I like that. Um, so Mia shows up and Karen and she start to talk about what happened with Wendy and, but then all the girls decide to have a conversation about it. Like they all join in (laughs) and it's, they start talking about Mia putting her hands in Wendy's face and telling her, what are you going to do about it? And Candace is like, okay, I, if anybody should warn (laughs) about putting in face, it should be me. That is very Uh, potentially. She should be worried about saying what you gonna do about it because sometimes people say this and then they drag your ass, don't they, Candace? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did yeah. your drag me, Monique, drag me, and then she drag did. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it cute here, guys. Yeah, um, Candace has really learned her lesson. I really think this is her redemption season because she is just like, ooh, ooh, don't do that. <laughs> right, oh, safety officer, Candace. Um, <laughs> So then um, Wendy's like to Mia, I just need you to know, don't ever try me again. And I mean that. And she, she said, said it with her whole chest, yes. her new titties, her old titties, <laughs> her ass, her whole ass. She did. And she Mia said it very seriously. Yep. She changed the tone of the conversation because it took a shift. So bad. Yeah, it was very casual before that. And then she goes, 
but don't ever try me again. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a threat. What are you going to do if she tries you again? Right. And she did that thing where she doesn't look directly at Mia, but she looks at her through the corner of her eye. Like, I'm not even going to turn my head in your direction, but you know, I'm talking to you. Okay. (laughs) She was so serious with it. Mm, I bet she gives good black mama. Like, I bet when she talks to her kids, she's like, excuse me. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I bet she raises an eyebrow. Like Robin doesn't know how to do black mama. Her kids are always wild on screen. I bet Wendy raises a fucking eyebrow and those kids sit the fuck down. <laughs> so, no, Robin is definitely that. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey Gordy. Carter. Come on. What if we go to Chick-fil-A? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you order a large fry this time and you can get a peach shake. Carter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop dumping water on me, please. Um, you told me she named those kids after fucking Jay-Z? Yeah. Girl. <laughs> Robin, you are a mystery, bitch. You are, like, I will never would have expected that from you. Right? <laughs> I thought so, okay. too. Um, so, then she says, I didn't come for you at Karen's house because I respect people's homes, but today, I have time. I'm done. When, so like do not come for me because what I do have and always have is time so TikTok Mia <laughs> now how many times did Wendy say she had time and then didn't really say anything after that a billion and about as many times she said TikTok <laughs> TikTok then when I have time TikTok then when I have time I have time <laughs> Wendy Mia TikTok Wendy time talk Wendy but here's the thing you come up in here saying that shit with your whole chest what are you gonna do nothing you gotta stand up and storm out your next step because unless mia apologizes and i don't and i think mia might have apologized if it hadn't turned into the don't you have a disrespect or like i think it would she might have because mia seemed to still think it was like a very like dumb thing that had happened but Unless me apologize, your only move here is to get up and storm out because you can't hit her. So what right. are you gonna do? What are you going to do? You can't even you're not even yelling. Like you're coming at her like a mob boss. Mm-hmm. And like who's meeting at you in the in a smoky corner of an Italian restaurant. And mm-hmm. then there's like literally no, like nothing. It's it's embarrassing, girl. Like yeah, it, I remember a tweet that I always think about. <laughs> the guy who said that all his dance moves look like he's about to break dance, like the beginnings of a break dance, and then it never like it just keeps looking like he's like, oh, he's about to do something. No, oh, here he comes, <laughs> here he comes. <laughs> that nothing ever happens. <laughs> and that's what Wendy was doing. Like, wh- when yeah. is this? Moment, when are we going to get our our climax from this situation? So she yeah. says. <sighs> Mia turns to Giselle and says, Wendy was saying that, you know, she felt like I was being shady because I was being so nice to you at the table. And Wendy says, your issue is not with me. Your issue is with yourself. Because every 10 seconds you put your foot in your mouth. (laughs) I have time today. How do you say you're dismissed and then I say, and then say, I have time. Do you want her to leave or are you, do you want her to say what's happening? Well, the thing is, if you have time, why do I have to go? Right. Here. I'm here for am my I, appointment. <laughs> do I sit down? Do I leave? Am I leaving? Do you want me to leave? Or do you and have time? Again, 
you painted yourself in a corner because now you look very weak because you can't make Mia do anything. So if you say you're dismissed and then she just sits there and keeps talking, you look weak. You cannot right. say those things right? unless you're willing to like walk away, storm off. And then you're, then what's going to happen? The cameras stay there while she continues to talk shit about you. See, Wendy, you are a newbie. This is why you don't know these things. You need to be thinking a strategy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. she's not. Yeah, you got to be three steps ahead of the game. Yeah, and it seems like Mia knows. Mia, <laughs> Mia probably goes to the school of you can't cancel me if I just don't leave. So she right. just keeps talking, and she keeps doing the same. She's like, uh huh. Like you can tell me to leave. You can tell me I'm dismissed. You can tell me anything, but I'll just keep doing it. And so, <laughs> right, right. So Mia says. To Wendy, clearly you're unhappy at home. And Wendy says, no, sweetie, you're unhappy at home. And that's why you had to get your clip fixed. <laughs> Candace is screaming. <laughs> I'm screaming. Well, I'm just thinking, I keep getting this idea of Gordon, her husband, rubbing her clit so hard it falls off. Like, that's not how it works. So we <laughs> need more of an answer. I need diagrams. If somebody could, you know, Get in the studio and do us like a recreation of what exactly happened. Yeah, what happened to that clip, girl? Um, but yeah, like, so Wendy brings that up. Like, Mia, you bring up your clip the first episode that you were ever on on TV. Bitch, we were talking about this clip for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) She really played herself with that one. Yeah, and so that's what Wendy brings up, and... Mia just kind of keeps going. She keeps moving. And, like, I think she almost thought that people would think that the fact that her um, clit has been literally beaten to a pulp would be, like, a flex. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not how clits work. I, more confused than ever. More, more she, confused than I ever. got the impression that he was fucking her clit. <laughs> like, I got, I was like, well, right. that's not, mm, that's not. <laughs> Like you, baby, you got a couple of kids. You don't know how this works. <laughs> so, like, I just, I, I really like. She needs to do a live and talk about her clip because it's gonna be a main character on this fucking season, bitch. So you gotta tell us more about we it. We could do a, a special watch. What happens live? With the latest <laughs> of Married to Medicine. If we could get Doctor Simone, Doctor Simone, <laughs> Doctor Jackie, and then Mia's clip, and those are the three people on the panel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then, and then, um, Andy doing his like tilted to the head thing while he's asking questions. Yeah. Oh, he oh, asks me, "Split? Have you gotten any work done?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So then, finally, Mia gets up and says, "I don't have time for this." And Wendy says, "No, you're dismissed." I'm like, okay, well, you're just, just take the opportunity, Wendy, because yeah, that's the only one you're gonna have. Um. So then she goes to find Karen, Ascala, and Ashley, who had just gotten out of their spa appointments, is very confused. And and she's like, uh, you know, for someone who's all about women's empowerment, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> Was that the name of the episode? Sorry? Did they name that episode Jiminy Crickets? Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, so Giselle 
is telling Wendy, like, I don't care if you're like going hard in the paint, but we, you know, you have to allow other people to talk, which is like, when have you allowed other people to talk, Giselle? Never. Never. You, you want an open forum because both of these girls are fighting over you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Giselle is not often in that seat. Right. People don't really fight over her, especially new people, because Giselle's usually so mean. She's such a mean girl. She's such you could she's such a sorority girl. You could tell it that she's like hazes everybody. Mm-hmm. And normally the new girls do not give a fuck. Like they hate Giselle because she's so fucking mean. Um, but now they're fighting over you, and yeah, like she's so excited. She's so excited. Her clit's about to get fixed on. It's jumping <laughs> out of her pants. Um so, Did you see that Giselle says she wants a man like Simon? You know, that that Aunt Jemima uh, that Porsche's yeah. having sex with. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Well, good luck to you, girl. You have the worst taste in the world, and so does Portia. So I'm sure so you can find Portia. her very easily. So. I, was, I was saying, Giselle, you've had men like Simon. Someone who cheats on everybody? You've had street dick. What are you talking about? That's you've had you ugly have. dick like Sherman? Ugly. Yeah. Ugly dick, street dick, uh, pastor dick. You don't have it all, girl. You, <laughs> uh, uh, every man that you've ever dated has been Simon. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe Giselle is even still alive after being murdered by her ex-husband last year when he got on live and said, I am not even in a relationship with her. And, like, he played her. He played you so fucking hard. I can't even believe... This isn't even Giselle. This is Giselle's ghost. Giselle's dead. There's no way she survived that much. Jamal lives in your phone. There's no way you survived that. Is he here? Is he here? That's his number. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no way you could survive somebody yelling out your man's number on national television, and you're forced to admit that that is, in fact, his phone number. Like, damn. Cold world. Yeah, she should have, you know... Giselle don't know how to think ahead either. She need to talk to Lisa Vanderpump. She should have showed up because that relationship was never, in my opinion, it just wasn't that real. I'm not saying they didn't fuck. I'm not saying they didn't hang out there a couple of times. They were in that uh, in the audience of was it Dave Chappelle's fucking comedy show oh, yeah. on Netflix. I mean they they fuck they hang out. They probably had sex a few times. But Giselle should have seen the fucking writing on the wall. She should have showed up at that reunion, and when they asked about Jamal, Jamal she should have said. Well, me and Jamal aren't going to see each other anymore. I tried to make it work out because for family stuff, but it turns out he was still doing the same thing he was doing. And then she started fucking crying because here's the thing. They can't throw this binder of receipts about how your man cheats on you if you're over there crying about how your man cheats on you. It would have taken the win out of everybody's sales, but Giselle don't know how to do that. And so then she had to endure so much that shit went on for weeks because jamal kept getting on the internet and so i cannot fucking believe she even served i'd be dead there's no way i couldn't live through that it's embarrassing yeah she should have listened to her daughters though you know yeah her daughters always give her good advice like that's not a nude and then she'll be like i'm pink sometimes no bitch you aren't no 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 (laughs) Why does a teenager have to tell you that? What's wrong with you? (laughs) You should. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, Lord, Lord, help us. So, and in confessional, Wendy says, you know, my response to me is only because I'm defending Giselle. So maybe loyalty is just a one-sided thing in the book of Giselle and Robin because they're not showing any loyalty to me. Um, so then Karen goes to get massages with Mia <laughs> and Karen says, you know, this was supposed to be a celebration for Ashley's baby, but Satan is throwing the party. So this is what happens. So <laughs> and then Karen, Karen. I love her when Karen is funny. She's so fucking funny. I think, do you think it's interesting that, do you, so I believe that Karen if Karen were willing to play the same frenemy game, she's always like Karen's had it this season. I think that she was willing to do the same frenemy shit that she always did with Giselle. I think Giselle would do it with her. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. Giselle, Gis- Giselle actually doesn't have any like reason to be mad at Karen, except for what she she said the truth about Jamal and she hurt your family. No, Jamal had so many babies on you, girl. You, <laughs> Carol, what are you talking about? Right. The idea so, that, that Karen would hurt that house of cards is like laughable Mm-mm, no so i think that if karen had come to the table this this season been like i'm gonna do the same smile and whatever with karen with uh giselle i think giselle would have done it back with her because i think giselle's whole life is that um and i just think karen is sick 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 of her fucking shit and it's like i'm not doing this mm-hmm. more on the show i would not even i wouldn't even entertain you at all i agree yeah i agree Oh, Lord. Um, so after that, Candace tries to tell Wendy, like, I just don't want you to be pushing people's buttons. And Wendy's like, you know, I'm actually in a great place and I'm not giving anybody anything. So, <laughs> OK, uh, let's uh, roll that back to about seven minutes ago. But OK, Wendy, um, in a confessional, Candace says. I just wish that Wendy would calm down because her boobs are just too new and she's going to pop a titty. <laughs> Candace, this is your spot. You stay there. You stay there. Calm on this stuff. Don't stay. You're playing it perfect. perfect. Stay there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, Robin and Giselle make the joint decision that they, as a unit, are going to get to know Mia without the influence of Wendy or Karen. Oh, Lord. Okay, so then all the girls get done with their treatments, and Karen tells Ashley that, you know, after the baby, we I want to have a girls' night. Let's get some fireball. Let's do some shots. And Mia's like, oh, you know what? I've heard a lot about you drinking a lot. Like, what's that? 
So Karen says, <laughs> we can clear this up right now. I just think it's very reckless to say that somebody's an alcoholic. And then the editor show her from two episodes prior saying, right to Giselle, you're a drunk. You're a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Karen starts talking about house parties. And I'm going to call you on the party line. And she's doing a lot of 50s. Uh, sayings but what I was able to discern is that she drunk dials the cast when she gets too lit apparently Um, (laughs) Ashley what did Ashley say she's like you know she says that there are parties but I think it might just be a party of one (laughs) so what I got from Ashley is that she gets long she also said that Karen talks a lot so she gets long windy drunk ass phone calls mm-hmm. in which Karen is saying she's at a party and you don't hear nobody in the background it's just Karen right also if you were having a party why would you get on the phone it, exactly <laughs> so wait, wait, fuck maybe Giselle's right <laughs> shit <laughs> right. I didn't want to believe it but shit she might be right she's right lord Oh God! So Karen says to me, "Like, oh, you know, I just have parties all, all the time. I'm calling people on the party line. I'm talking. We're doing fireball, TikTok, Wendy, Zedman. Um, so then Karen's like, you know, I just had a party the other day. Like, you, you're welcome to any of my parties. I just had one the other day. It was a love party, and that gets them to talking about." What were they talking about? Oh, about um, Gordon and Mia. So Ashley mentions, yeah, I learned a lot about how you guys met. And Mia's like, yeah, you know, this was so, this was like Erica levels of vague and and windy roads here. She says that Gordon, somebody called Gordon to say that there was a new girl. And so then she was a bartender but then shortly after that became a stripper and that's when she met gordon but it sounds like if a guy's calling another guy saying like oh i've got a new girl down here for you that sounds a lot like escorting yeah it also means that gordon goes there all the time because someone's like hi all that shit you see every day we got a new one it's right like i'm calling i'm contacting my high my high rolling clients to let them know that we've got a new girl in yeah, because people don't call when you got a new bartender. Because why would that's you know Chipotle only calls when they got new hot shit for me to come down and, and be a high roller. <laughs> so that's yeah. And then she says she wasn't. She says they were there was no poles because that's you know low rent. Yeah, okay. the establishment that she worked at didn't want to give the impression that there were strippers there, even though she calls herself a stripper. And they wore gowns. Gowns. Four legs gowns. <laughs> at uh, at um, a strip club? Yeah, a gentleman's club? And apparently most of those guys didn't even want her to take her clothes off. They just wanted the companionship. What is this? The 1800s where you show somebody your ankle and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> just as you want me to believe. Let me get this straight. You won't believe... You work at a strip club, which I can obviously believe the bartender, waitress, I can believe that. But now that you were a stripper who wore floor-length gowns, never took off your clothes, girl. 
I just had scintillating conversation with a gentleman clientele. Okay. Okay. Um, so they're like, okay, well, it kind of sounds like you were an escort. She's like, no, 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 no. Escorts have sex for money. I don't know anything about that. I didn't do that. So in a confessional, Ashley was like, listen, I've been to a bunch of strip clubs where they do wear gowns, and they're not ball gowns. They're ones with, like, you know, coochie out or, yeah. like, some sort of moneymaker is showing. Yeah. And then Candace says, no, you were stripping at that club. You did something for that old geezer to turn over and look at you and take you upstairs to the penthouse, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Karen says, girl, there ain't no shame in it. Actually, I was thinking about getting a pole, maybe a retractable pole that I can put in the bedroom and I can invite Mia over and she can show me how to do it. <laughs> well, Mia says she don't know about no pole. She only been showing her ankle. <laughs> All I know is how to sit down and talk. So yeah. Giselle ends up leaving the pamper party early. Karen says she's not surprised because Giselle's not a good host. She's not a good dresser. And she's not a good <laughs> kind of a wig wearer. So <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> the first episode first of all oh that's true well, the first episode when she showed up at candace's house looking like a fucking magician <laughs> what are you fucking wrong with yourself who is doing this to her she's so wild so you her money has to be funny because other one like what happened again people talk about the cost of doing this reality TV show. Like you got to get glam every day because you're going to be on camera. This isn't the, this isn't the early aughts where you could just go on a fucking reality TV show and regular wet and wild makeup. You have to be beat. You have to be wearing certain clothes. And so her money has to be funny because otherwise, why isn't she hiring someone to style her? Why isn't she hiring someone she is hiring someone to do her wigs, but he hates her. Why is she hiring someone who loves her to do her wigs and shit? What is she doing? I don't know. I don't know. She, we talk about people have to DM her this. But you have also, I feel like you have to consider the location and like how many really pop and stylists are there. Well, I don't know. She's 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 near DC, and they're willing to drive past fucking Baltimore to go see Wendy. You can drive to DC. Yeah, like True. DC is so black. There's so there's so many options for her. There is no way for her to be walking. No reason for her to be walking around looking like that. And I well, think she likes the way she looks. That's what it is. I'm coming to the conclusion she likes it, and which makes me <laughs> very sad because <laughs> she. Have you never seen him? You know what it is. She she grew up being an exotic black girl, very pretty. She is pretty, but um, I've seen people like change her skin tone and been like, okay, so maybe some of the reason reason you guys think she's really pretty is because she's light and she looks exotic to people. Um, mm. Fine. But she grew up being that everywhere she went and she never had to try that hard. And I don't think, what is she, 50 now? And she's 50, she's alone. Not that I think that even fucking matters, but she apparently thinks it matters. And she, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And so she's been out here dressing like wild like that the whole fucking time. And I think she's just going to keep doing it. Karen outdresses her on a red. Karen, how's Karen? 60? Uh, Yeah, at least. Karen out here. I saw a picture of Karen in a bikini. 
And I believe somebody went and erased some of the body off of her and made she looked amazing. Uh, Karen's got a great body. Oh, amazing body. And Karen outdresses Giselle a thousand percent. And I don't know why Giselle allows that to keep happening. Well, I mean, listen, you have style or you don't. Like, regardless of whether or not you're paying a stylist, you have to pay a good stylist. You know? That's right. You won't know he's good because you don't know good style. I don't know. Still, some still the person still Monique stylist. Monique always looked really great. Mm-hmm. Still a stylist from somebody Giselle. Come show next season. Show up here dressed. Like I think, girl. I think Vicky Gunvalson might outdress Giselle. <laughs> Vicky. Ooh. You should be ashamed. <laughs> You should absolutely fucking be ashamed, Giselle. She should. She should. It, it's 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 really really bad. Yeah. Uh, the episode ends with Ascala doing a prayer for sweet baby Michael number three. So, uh, congrats congrats to you, Ashley. Um, Princess, tell everybody where they can find you. Guys, if you like my controversial opinions, <laughs> you feel <laughs> free to follow me. At okay then princess on Instagram or Twitter. You can also follow me at my show's uh, Instagram, which is by Pumpkin Podcast. By Pumpkin Podcast is a niche reality rewind show. And what I do is I I like to go through time and space, much like um, what's that? Quantum leap. I go from place to place. <laughs> and and right now on the main feed, I'm doing Mob Wives, uh, the second season where we find out Junior's a rat, and I'm having a really great time. Lots of fighting, lots of punching in the air and shit. I'm having a good time with that. Just found out Renee, I I knew this, but I just watched an episode where she admitted again. Remember, I don't know if you watched Mob Wives, but Renee was with her her ex-husband for six years. Then they were apart for 12 and now they try to get back together. And she says, she's always like, my ex-husband, current boyfriend, that's how she describes him. (laughs) He had a baby on her while they were married and she still has been sleeping with him for 12 years and okay. trying to get back together. Just, so we're doing that on the main feed and on the Patreon, we just finished um, Meet the Barkers, which is really exciting. You know, sometimes I ask Kara to do stuff for the podcast. And so I don't know if Kara listens to the podcast. So I'll be like, Kara, do you listen to my podcast? And I'll get a text message back, LOL. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I do, princess. <laughs> But I don't know, and I'm not. I don't want to assume. And so, like, I so every time, and another time, I'll be. You were on. And I was like, did you listen? Do you listen to the podcast so I can know whether or not to like talk about things I talked about in previous episodes? And you were like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why do you keep asking me this, Prince? <laughs> I always feel like you think you're. I'm trying to trap you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. But thank you for having me on because I don't get to come on this show nearly enough. I only get on here once in a blue moon. She keeps me in a Potomac ghetto, guys. She won't let me come and talk about anything else. And so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for coming on, Princess. This was a delight as usual. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good night, girl. Bye.